Did I t did I have ever told you about the candy guy uh, in Birmingham? Okay, um, I thought you were discussing like maybe a rapper or some weird guy no. on the internet. Knowing this person is near us makes me scared. Well, no, <laughs> he's not a rapper or anything. Like the only reason I bring him up is because like he has he he can't he can't speak. So he uses like um, a Stephen Hawking like communicator. Oh, like he okay. types stuff in, or he has pre-recorded messages that play through uh, a synthetic voice. And he keeps all of his living expenses by selling candy. Holy shit! Is he homeless, or like does he just dole out a lot of candy? I don't know. I think he lives in a shelter where like they take care of like. His basic needs, but he yeah. still needs money for, like, food and stuff and, like, a little bit for his basic needs. Right. So he sells candy. What the fuck? That's awesome. I thought you yeah, were going he's to a really, Yeah, he's a really <laughs> cool dude, but... Yeah. I thought you were going to say that he, he couldn't speak and so he communicated using candy bars. Like, if something was really funny, he holds up a Snickers. What what would be the communication for him uh, holding up a crunch bar? <laughs> he holds up a crunch bar? That is when he feels like he's been crushed. His life has been crunched. Oh, but no. My wife just left me. <laughs> holds up crunch bar. Oh. He's, he's a very popular dude around town, actually. Like, he's just the well, candy he's very, man. He's very, uh, one day he actually went out in a top hat and tails with a cane and he pulled a rabbit out, and then he held up a twig. Who can take the sunrise, sprinkle it with dew, cover it in chocolate, and a miracle or two, buy my candy. <laughs> Hello, why would you like some candy? <laughs> I have sneakers and twigs. Oh yeah, do you have, uh... <laughs> fuck. Do you have Mars bars? No, fuck that. Fuck that pussy <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time. It's time for a load. I'm talking about a load, a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS. The greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E. That's right, it's Blake Tanner! Yes! <laughs> yes! That's me! It's me! <laughs> and with me, my powerful buddy, the greatest, the stream king of the BS, Scotty Moore. Oh my... <laughs> You're like, like, I've got, like, Merry normal... fucking Christmas, bitch. Oh, so, oh, yeah, this is technically going out on Christmas, and we just began it with the most horrifying noise of all time. Um, I also love the fact that, like, I've got a normal white light in front of me, and you have, like, this demonic red, like, Mwah! I am Satan Claus. Welcome, everyone. This is the light that I live in every day. It's influenced my life, my being, everything about me. I'm evil now. Welcome. I'm a demon man because I have to live in this red lighting. Yep. Which is Actually, no, I'm not a demon man because you know what? Yeah. I I had spread some Christmas cheer today and like 
I only... I was, I was really debating on whether I should tell this story or not on the podcast, but it started out so fucking great that I... Yeah. I don't think I'll take... I don't want it to be taken as bragging, but... So, earlier today, I'm, I'm delivering some packages. Like, I want uh-huh. to do this close to Christmas oh, yeah. to everybody that works with me. Because I'm the mailman. And so I'm walking back. Blake, Blake, you played enough Fallout. You are the cur- you are the courier I'm of the, the wastelands. <laughs> and this man shot me twice in the heart with kindness. Um, so what happened was I was walking down the street. I had a couple packages in hand, and um, I hear from my side, "Hey, hey, brother, you dropped something." And I look back. I don't see anything on the ground. And then I, I look back to him, and he. He points at me and he says, "Your smile." What? <laughs> what? <laughs> that is so. That is the most buck wild thing ever. So. <laughs> I, I look back. The, was this my Mr. Only... Rogers? Was it... Howdy, neighbor. You dropped something there. Well, he had this real, this real distinguishable Alabama drawl. Yeah. And, uh, like, I, the only reaction that I could have, because it, it, it was, I was taken aback by this, this, like, this, uh, this situation. And uh, so I just pointed at him, like, ah, oh, you, who the fuck are you? That was, that was nice. <laughs> You're like, you, I instantly love you and want yep. you to officiate my marriage. Well, because I knew, like, in my heart of hearts after working in the city for this long, oh, you, that was good. You're going to ask me for something now. Oh, yeah. Um, did, and but did he? He did, but uh. he's, um, he and his friend, and, like, his friend was like, no, no, don't. It's fine. We're fine. Like, we could get this. They were both homeless gentlemen. And yeah. um, he was like, look, we just want something to eat. Like, I've got I've got insurance, but we're both homeless, and I just got a lot of medication, and I I just don't have any money. Right. And I was like, look, my dude, Waffle House is right down the road. They got those five dollar uh, meal deals. Let's go. And as oh, we walked shit. down the street, <laughs> like as we walked down the street, he was talking about his stuff. He was like, yeah, I got walking pneumonia. Uh, just my entire body hurts right now. And his yeah. friend was like, yeah, I, I freaking know. I, I had to drag your ass to the hospital. And his friend, his friend is the funniest motherfucker I think <laughs> I've met on the streets. Um, but we get, we get to Waffle House, and his friend is outside. He's like, uh, I'm just going to chill out here. I'll let you guys, you know, get that food for him. And uh, so he's like, hey, do you mind if we got two of these, one for me, one for him? And I'm like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Um, I was like, you can't in. not. Not no, to the cool exactly. friend. Cool friend deserves it. Um, yeah. Other guy, smile guy, he deserves it because he was witty and because you could tell that that man was in pain. Yeah. Um. So we get up to the counter. He orders his food, gets it to go. I pay for it. And the lady at the counter is like, mm, you doing your good deed for Christmas? Oh. I'm like, I guess so. And I left, uh, she's like, all right, can you do a good deed for me and leave me a little bit of a tip? And I'm like, oh, I'm feeling pretty generous today. Uh, okay, so, hold on. Hold on now. 
<laughs> that waitress just piggybacked off your generosity. Because I know you. You would have left a she tip did. anyway. But then, she did. It. Like, Sweet I mean, boy. I left the same tip that I was going to leave because she was really nice in the first place. Yeah. So, like, what she said didn't influence my tip. But I'm like, oh, you know what's going on here. Did I ever um, tell you the story? It was, uh, we went to a Golden Corral, so already I've made a bad decision in this story. And Did you get that chocolate fountain? <laughs> get that Choco fountain? <laughs> you just get a bunch of meat and then shove it in the chocolate fountain and then eat and then go home in your shame Wait, cave and cry? My God, man. <laughs> and so, so um, unfortunately, because like on a normal restaurant, you get your stuff back. And you'll write down, um, you'll like write down your tip on the thing, but that's not you can't do that at a Golden Corral. And so, oh. if you don't got cash, you ain't giving them a tip. So, oh, me and my buddy Mike just kind of sneak away, like we're so like we didn't want to be like we're sorry we don't have a tip. So we're just like no, we'll like, just it's pretty. Yeah, we're we'll like we'll just it, leave. And so we start to leave, and we had been talking to our waitress about the fact that me and him go to college at UAB, the fact that we're majoring mm-hmm. in theater, and, like, I think he was a physical therapist. Yeah, and so the waitress is like, oh, so y'all broke motherfuckers. Oh, no, 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 hold on. You're violently close to what she actually said, <laughs> which was, as we were leaving, she goes, UAB? What's that stand for? You always broke? she fucking oh. called your ass i was so oh, d- you you never <laughs> i wish you there could was never go back to that golden corral again i wish there was an atm outside because i would have went out got 40 dollars out of my bank account and gave it to that woman i would have been Holy like shit. you've earned this yeah. for this like oh. Actually, can I have five back? Because I need to go buy some burn cream. But holy yeah. shit. Oh, you know, I just realized, you know, another reason why I was feeling pretty generous is because my boss, he gives us, like, a Christmas card every, um, and he's he's a big money doctor, so he gives us all Christmas cards with a $100 bill in it. Um, and so I'm like, Jesus, I can deal with this for right now. Yeah. Like, gentlemen, please. My cup floweth over. <laughs> Please, gentlemen. You're walking down the street in a fur coat with a cane like, Let's go, players! I got all the money! <laughs> Shit, dog. I'm the... I am the ghost of Christmas present with the milk of human kindness up in here. <laughs> That's right, motherfuckers. Listen! Suckle um, from my teeth! <laughs> can I just say my favorite... My favorite thing for, uh... Is just all the stories that you've sent me over the years of about, um, <clears throat> it's like all the stories you've sent over the years of just random encounters you've had on the Birmingham streets, but here's my favorite one, and I don't oh, know yes. if you remember it. You did have a very good one once where uh, there were people chanting the New Day's theme song, and you oh, just I started that very yeah, well. And you just started <laughs> clapping down the street at them, and then going by. That was a good one. But my I started fa- clapping and skipping, sir. <laughs> but one of my favorite ones was the fact that one day you were just like, "Well, I was just sitting there, and I heard the greatest interaction I've ever heard in my entire life." And I was like, "Oh, do tell." And you go, well... I think I told it on the podcast before. Wait, hold on, have you? 
I'm still going to tell it again because it's my oh, favorite yes. one, which is you just heard this man like walk by. He's like, Mr. Jefferson, Mr. Jefferson, are you limping? And then the uh, proverbial Mr. Jefferson turns back and just goes, nah, boy, I'm pimping. And then just kept strolling. And I was like, holy shit, I love that man. Nah, yeah, boy, gosh. I'm pimping. The thing is, I deliver mail to their building very regularly, yeah. and I've never seen them interact since then, but I know they're oh. real good buds. But you know, you know as soon as he comes out, Mr. Jefferson, you limping? Nah, I'm bimping. So, Blake, I've been, I've been basically paying uh, atonement this week for my sins, and there's a very special way I've chosen to do this. Because I went to my local Burger King restaurant. <laughs> and you got I, snuck up on by the king. <laughs> yeah, the, the king snuck up on me. And I was going through the drive-thru and they're like, Welcome to Burger King. Would you like to try the brand new Flaming Hot Mac and Cheetos? Yes, ma'am, I would. And I said, y- yes. <laughs> and I said, yes, please. <laughs> So, As it, sir, please stop orgasming in the drive-through window. Now, here's the thing. I did you have the normal mac and Cheetos when those were a thing? No, I, I have had the flaming hot mac and Cheetos. By the way, oh really? Hear your experience with them? Yeah, but I never had the regular ones. Okay, well, I, I've, I found a way to. <laughs> <laughs> Salty Frank is Salty not Frank happy. Salty Frank cannot have any of this. So, uh, well, I went to. The first time I got it, I watched, I went to, uh, I went out with my girlfriend. I was like, she's like, what would you like for dinner? I'm like, well, baby, I'm going to treat you tonight. We're going to go to the BK and <laughs> procure some flaming hot mac and Cheetos. And she's like, okay, cool. And so. Uh, you're in Alabama, sir. That's flaming hot mac and cheaters. Mac and cheaters. Can we start our own show called Mac and Cheaters? Which is like cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> they're oh god, you They're eating You made ma- me cough beer into my nose. <laughs> they're eating mac and cheese the whole time. They're just like, oh no, I don't trust that fucker. No, fuck that guy. And so um Ooh, that sounds like that sounds like something that should go on a horrible premise. Yeah. And so um uh, be sure to check out a horrible premise on iTunes, everybody. Um, so we go through and we get the mac and Cheetos, and I'm like, I've had spicy. I like spicy food before. I'm a big fan of spicy food. And so we go home. We lay in bed, romantic, with our mac and Cheetos. And I take one bite. <laughs> and I just... Let's just eat this romantic mac and cheese meal <laughs> in our bed. And I'm sure it'll be fine. And just, like, my mouth starts to burn. Like, there's heat. There's, like, normal heat where I'm like, this is really good, and I enjoy the flavors that are associated with it. This was just, like, pain. And then, like, through the pain, I found, like, mac and cheese. And I was like, that's really good. But it's like I was going through a war, and somebody handed me, like, a bottle of beer. like, And they were like, oh, cool, thanks. But also, I'm being shot at right now. Like... It was the most horrifying thing I've ever had in my life. And so, okay, go on. What was your experience? Well, because mine mine got very, like, masochistic at a point. Because I was like, that mac, <laughs> that mac and cheese and the Cheeto flavor is so good, but oh, it hurts so bad. 
<laughs> well, so bad. Um, I, I didn't have that. I did not have that kind of masochistic pain experience. Uh huh. But then again, I will eat a flaming hot mac and Cheetos on the reg. But like, for me, it was like, oh, I am. All right, I got this crunchy exterior that uh-huh. I'm dealing with, and it's like, this is, this is nice. Right. This is hefty. Oh, there's the heat. Oh, yeah, there's the Cheetos. Mmm, now I got this mac and cheese to deal with. And now, mmm, now, oh, I've swallowed it, and now it's just fire. (laughs) And now it's pain. Apparently, Salty Frank had the exact same response, except instead of the mouth hurt, it was the butt hurt. It was very big pain. What is it with fast food chains that are just making the most, like, the foods that appeal to stoners the most. Are they, like, just getting ready for uh, it to be legalized? <laughs> Legalize it, man. Like, well, I mean, it's not even stoners, because I don't smoke weed. But I'll be damned if I didn't see flaming Hot Mac and Cheetos, and I didn't go, I'm going to go get that. I-, I need to actually go enjoy that really quickly. That's <laughs> also the perfect food, though, that, like, you take home and are like, I'm going to sit this down and I'm going to drink a lot while eating this. That's, that's, it is a food that makes you go, my day is over. <laughs> I hope I, I didn't have anything else planned today. Martha, clear my calendar. I just had a mac and Cheetos. Um, I did find a way to get around the intense spiciness, which is to put it on top of a rodeo burger and squish it. And then it kind of disperses oh, no. the spice out. It's very good once you get the right combination. You know, I'm sure that it is good. I just don't like the term squishing it in there. Because it just makes everything sound moist now. Oh, it's a very moist burger, Blake Tanner, with that barbecue sauce just seeping into the bun. The mo- <laughs> As we try to make the most... It's one of those burgers... We try to make the most disgusting advertisement for a burger of all time. Obviously, it would be for a Carl's uh, check Jr. Out. It would be for a Carl's Jr. burger. <laughs> We're just like some onions just hastily uh, fucked onto this burger yeah. and oil Which melting is, into the bun. God. Which is really shitty because, like, the thing about Hardee's and Carl's Jr. burgers is they have some of the best meat. Yeah. But the rest of their burgers are just, like, unmanageable to me. I did Like, not... I get that burger, and I pick it up, and it just falls apart under me. I've never had... I don't think I've ever eaten at a Carl's Jr. or a Hardee's, despite the fact that, like, you know, the app... For the good old 14 to 18 male demo I was when they were doing the bikini ladies eating burgers commercials, I was like, this should be appealing to me. Yep. But also, this is kind of fucking nasty. Well, it just means that you don't, you just don't have that that thing that they're going for. You know that certain, how do I say it? That je ne sais quoi about um, very attractive women eating things. You don't have that. What's that called? Pervert fetish of watching Jessica Simpson cram a fucking burger into her maw and just because you numb know. me down on that. You know that she would never eat that in her everyday life. You know they had a vomit bucket. You know they were just like, oh, all right, I take- didn't want to go there, damn it. <laughs> it, was a vo- it was a veritable vomitorium as Jessica Simpson rode atop the bull and projectile vomited across the room. 
God, fuck me. Fuck everything about this. Okay, since we're talking about grody, grody durst, the grody, grody, grody durst. dirty bullshit. Grody durst, grody my durst. favorite Limp Biscuit member, Grody Durst. <laughs> hey, y'all, I'm Grody Durst. What's up? Come on, come on. Come on, come on, get down with the Grody. Um, so something, probably the most horrible 30 to 45 seconds of my life happened er earlier this week. Oh, no. What? Um, okay. So, as you know, um, I work at, you know, the one end of uh, the university that I attend. And that's where I deliver mail. That's where I'm the courier. But at this time of the year, when all of the students are gone away, it is so much easier to find parking in this parking deck that is very close to my work. Right. But I usually like to park on a certain level so mm -hmm. I can go up the stairs and down the stairs and feel good about myself. <laughs> One day, I didn't feel like going down the stairs and I took the elevator in this parking structure, which, if you know, parking structure elevators are horrible in the first place. Right. Okay, so I got into this elevator, and the doors closed, and I started going down, and I noticed something. There was a smell in this elevator, Scotty, a very, very particular smell. It was the smell of feces and piss. <laughs> oh, God! Oh, boy! I looked down onto the floor of this elevator, and I realized that someone, somewhere, somehow, had decided that this was the place they were going to use as their own personal toilet. Well, it is a college town. <laughs> Somebody probably went a little crazy. And then they smeared it on the door, Scotty. There was shit <laughs> smeared on the door of the elevator. Oh, man, I know you were in an elevator, but that was an escalation you just did right there. Holy shit. <laughs> so oh I'm my sitting God. in this elevator. I am going <sighs> all the way down. Okay. And I smell nothing but the foulest rank three-day-old shit oh, smeared, please, no smeared on and in no this more, elevator. Please. No. And I almost... Like, if I had had something more substantial to eat for breakfast that morning, there would be a lot more in that elevator right now, I will tell you, sir. I need, can I just say, like, what am I I think pressed the elevator button, and I was so terrified that I did not touch <laughs> anything with my finger until I got to a sink. <laughs> I, uh, can I just say one of my, I think you are the one who told me this, that, you know, a lot of people are worried about an elevator, like the wires falling and then you falling in the elevator. One of you who yeah. brought up a much more terrifying fact is the fact that what if the, the floor, floor falls of out the, from under you? the floor mm -hmm. of the elevator comes out from underneath you. I'm sure in that moment you wanted that floor to come out from underneath you. You're like, God, give me respite from this horrible shit place. I am. I wanted any, it's a, so one of these elevators walls is a is a window it's a glass uh window i was contemplating just jumping out <laughs> you're pulling like a sherlock there. season 2 full like ah! fuck this but see i was worried that it was a plate glass and if it was plate glass then i would cut myself up fiercely and if it the fall didn't kill me then i'd bleed out and that's no, no way to no, die no no then you would get a shit disease in your blood is what would happen so, anyways, oh God. <laughs> hepatitis, hepatitis. So, after hearing us talk about shit diseases and hepatitis, I'm sure you guys would love to support us by going over to Patreon. 
dot com slash a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash a load of BS is the only website where you can go support these good BS boys right here. And of course, we do have a lot of different perks over there for you, just depending on how much you donate. Donate a dollar, you get shouted out every single week, like the Patreon saint herself, Deborah A. Moore, like Scott Moore, like uh, Alvis, like all of our fantastic friends. Make sure to join the army. Donate over at Patreon.com slash a load of BS. We appreciate all the support you guys can give us. So, uh, Scotty, if I if I remember correctly, we're in our second segment now. What are the fuck are we doing? So, Blake Tanner, it's the Christmas season. It is Christmas, actually, the day that we've set it up. And I want us to work on something that I just... I feel it's, it's mm-hmm. important. It's important to do. Because there has not been a holiday carol. A new holiday carol in a very long oh, time. no. And since, oh no! <laughs> and since I've started, oh. and since I've started working in retail, I've realized that there's a lot of fucked up holiday songs. And what's weird is whatever we come up with, I don't think is gonna be that bad. <laughs> like, like firstly, there's obviously the uh, the hit uh, "Baby It's Cold Outside," which a lot of people are like, this song sounds rapey. But if you're ever yeah. on if you're ever on Facebook, one person's gonna be like, "Well, actually, it's about sexual freedom in the 1940s." Read one book, and I'm like, "All right, I understand that." Oh, you know, to be fair, you have to have a very high IQ to understand. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> well, I mean, there is a very good explanation that I don't want to get into because we're not a smart people podcast. It's also like you have to take it in context of how people take it now, and it is very rapey. It's because guess very what? Rapey. People back then were very rapey. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a problem. But let it snow is also pretty fucking horny. Like, there's a lot of horny Christmas songs. Like, yeah. let it. Then hey, there's no place else to go. Let it snow. In other words. Yo, fucking bend me over this kitchen counter right now. I don't care. It's snowing, bitch. This one might be more recent, but there's a popular Christmas song that's just Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Now, yeah, that one's a little bit... They made a movie about it. Grandma got hit and run by a reindeer, and people thought she was dead. Yeah, um, let's see, what else... Um, there were, uh, oh wait, there was one that I really enjoyed, and it was Santa Stole My Lady. It is a legitimate, <laughs> it is a legitimate, like, four-minute song, and it's not, like, modern. It's, it sounds like something, like, like a pop-punk band would produce and be like, hey yeah. guys, aren't we being edgy talking about Santa fucking our girlfriend? No, this is, like, God. the 1950s, this song. Yeah. And so I, uh, and so I po- like I was talking to some friends about it, and they're like, "There's no way that song exists. There's no way." And I sent it to them, and one of my friends just replied, "Man, now all I can think of is um, is Santa as the other guy involved in Mr. Brightside, and it's my favorite thing of all time." <laughs> <laughs> At which point, all I, all I can respond with is, "Coming out of my sleigh, and I've been doing just fine, just fine." <laughs> Do you know do you know one Christmas song that really gets me? It's another recent one, but it's like, man, I hear this song and it's like, I get what you're going for, but yeah. this is not a song that I want to listen to at any time, especially Christmas. Yeah. And it's the Christmas shoes. Like I okay, I've heard a lot about Christmas shoes. I do not know of the Christmas shoes. 
All right, now listen, if you, you get a country singer with this twang singing a song about a little kid <laughs> and he wants to buy a pair of shoes for his mama because she's dying. Oh, that's He wants right. to get a pair of shoes for his mother who is going to die before Christmas. Okay, firstly, that's just, you don't want to... <laughs> no, like, we do not talk about the Christmas... I think there's a book that's based off of, because I think I've read the novelization of Christmas Shoes. Which, <laughs> the novelization you know, of Christmas Shoes? <laughs> it's got some excellent backstory on the shoes. I really enjoyed it in a full... Full backstory for those secondary characters that you know and love from the from the Christmas shoes uh, story, like yeah. like oh. Greg the shoe salesman who's just like fucking I don't know the kid didn't have money. Greg, <laughs> Greg, fucking Greg who's like, your mom's dying. I'm sorry about shoes though. I mean, I could we could give you we could help you with some medicine. She's a paraplegic. She has no legs. Why does she oh, need no. shoes? I don't Why know. Why is Doctor Zoidberg telling <laughs> me this? No, that's not Zoidberg. That's that's what was his name? The shoe dealer. That's Greg, the Doctor Zoidberg. Greg, Greg, the shoe dealer. He was just like, "What do you need these for? Oh. She's going. To, you're going to just return them in thirty days." <laughs> I, feel there's a, there's a I feel bad known. for that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lesser-known Christmas song that's called "I'm Getting Nothing for Christmas," <laughs> and it's spelled "nutten" in U T T I N. Oh yeah, and that's course. another one that's like if you take that in um, current context, yeah, I'm just getting a nutten for Christmas. No, take out getting. I'm nutten for Christmas. I'm nutten. <laughs> oh yeah, that's <laughs> Can a that good be Christmas. Our song? Is I'm nutten for Christmas. I'm nutten for Christmas. <laughs> It's all oh, about a no. guy. It's about a guy who just his wife won't. Wait a minute! No, this is about Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus, and the fact that Santa is so busy at work that he can't sleep with Mrs. Claus, and so the only time he can is the one night of the year where he's done working, which is when he gets home at the very end of Christmas, and he's just like, "I'm nothing for Christmas now, bitch." Well. This brings up a whole different, like, question of how much does Santa work in between, like, the big day? Because, like, you know those elves are going 365, no uh, no respite, because they got a lot of toys to make nowadays. Dude, people like, don't think Santa, like, practices all of the parkour. Like, if, how the fuck do you think he gets around? Santa is the originator of fat man parkour. He's just like, up the chimney, up the chimney. He does CrossFit daily, two hours. Oh, man, so what happens when Santa injures himself doing a stupid CrossFit move? <laughs> well, I mean, that's why he only works one day a year, so it's fine. Like, yeah. And and then you'll think, have, like, a Santa Claus situation if he injures himself, like, a month out. They're like, there's no way he's coming back for this. So, like... So they just have to find a patsy to put the to put the suit on, and it's just like, sorry, old Santa, you're dead. You're fucking dead. <laughs> Did you fucking... ever think about that with the Santa Claus movies? That first Santa was just fucking dead. Yeah, he just murdered. He didn't murder Santa, but he did find the rotten corpse of Santa on his front lawn and be like, he. My favorite he scared Santa off that like ch off the rooftop. He manslaughtered Santa. Well, my favorite thing is the fact Tim that Tim Allen manslaughtered Santa. It's been a while since I've watched it. 
does he call the police or anyone? Or does he immediately start rooting around in Santa's dirty clothes to pull yes. out the card that says, hey, you're now Santa? Because as Santa dies, he disappears. And so Timmy Boy thinks, oh, this is a cool jacket from the dude that I just saw break his fucking neck. And yeah. now I... he's disappeared. I'm going to put this on. Well, I guess I'm just going to wear this clo- <laughs> the clothing of a dead man. Um, also, oh, another interesting hey, question. Uh, yeah, you Salty Frank. From the chat? Yeah, yeah, Salty Frank bringing up Santa Baby. Santa Baby is, uh, really fucked up. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, do you think Mrs. Claus is just some old cookie bacon shrew? No. She likes to get down, and then Santa gets nothing for Christmas. What? There was a movie or something that I remember where, like, you saw Santa as he's usually portrayed as the jolly happy soul that he is with the yeah. big white beard but mrs claus was fucking smoking hot oh i thought you were as gonna it, say she was, was like this evil vicious queen dude can we write the macbeth christmas version so it's a crossover <laughs> between macbeth and um the santa claus to where there's an elf working there, and he's just like, I don't know, Karen. Like, I know the big man's gonna give me a promotion. Kill him, and then you're going to become Santa Claus. Oh, damn. What? I remember something where Mrs. Claus was the bad guy. Oh, wait, really? Now, see, one of my favorite Christmas stories was, my favorite of all time is All of the Other Reindeer. Which is about a young reindeer named Olive. I remember that. Where, like, Santa's just like, I guess I'm gonna have to rely on all of the other reindeer. And Olive is just like, fuck yes! He's finally (laughs) calling me! (laughs) I'm not even a reindeer, let's go! Uh, (laughs) I'm not, oh yeah, wasn't he a dog? Yeah, Olive was a dog. Like, I think, uh, Olive, she like left her, her owner and shit to go to the North Pole. Oh wow! Um, so oh, it was, it was the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy Christmas special because Mrs. Claus was a vampire. Well, I mean, of course she was because it's the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. So, yes. um, can I just say I really like? There's a cover of Rudolph that plays in my. Uh, it's like a smooth jazz cover of Rudolph, and it's got mm-hmm. possibly one of my favorite lines in a Christmas song of all time. Which is, it goes through all of the normal Rudolph bits, and then it gets to the point where, um, all, and, uh, Santa came to say, Rudolph with your nose so bright, all that shit. And then it gets to, then all the reindeers loved him, and they shouted out with glee, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you, you'll go down in history. Now that's the n- end of the normal song. But this smooth jazz talking motherfucker just went, well, I mean, I'm going to have to go longer than that. You mind if I write some extra verses for this <laughs> classic holiday song? And so the next lyric is, uh, after, you know, all the reindeer now love Rudolph, Rudolph responds with, well, Rudolph, he didn't go for that. He says, I threw see through your cruel ways. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> How can you look me in the face when only yesterday you called me names? And I'm like, holy shit, Rudolph! I don't think, I don't think Santa was the one that called them names or anything, though, dog. No, no, no. it's him talking to the other reindeer. But it's Rudolph oh. just being like, oh, now I'm cool. 
Now that I'm on top, I see how it is. Oh, now. Mm, Started mm, from the bottom, now right. I'm here, motherfucker. Rudolph, suck a dick. Oh, damn. Um, so, yeah, that that's that. Any other good Christmas memories you have of tales? Because I do specifically... Oh, <laughs> You're just like shit. I do remember a um do you remember the grandma got run over by a reindeer cartoon? Like an actual cartoon. Yeah, that's about... what I was talking about earlier when I mentioned grandma got run over by a reindeer. That thing was freaking wild, man. Yeah, because like the song is just like, oh, it's a funny song. Then they decide to make a cartoon, which I guess is funny, until you realize at one point in the cartoon there is going to have to be a scene where you show an elderly woman get mauled and run over by a reindeer. Yeah. Do you know that, like, I think it was... I don't know if it was the original artist, because I think this song is kind of, is pretty old. Yeah. But, like, whoever is doing the more popular version of that song, like, they, they did the soundtrack for that movie. Oh, wow. I'm just going through and looking at all of the different Christmas songs. If you look it up on Google, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus is a little bit buck wild just as much. Because can you imagine yep. that being how you have to tell your kid that Santa's not real? <laughs> can you just imagine oh. that, like, the, uh, like, just like, oh, Mommy, they're like, Daddy, Daddy, Mommy was kissing Santa Claus last night. You fucking divorced that bitch. Bitch, you motherfucker. She's oh, cheating. damn. Dad, is... Dad, this cheating whore right here is kissing Santa Ooh. Claus. Uh... And I forgot, in Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, though, there was a freaking lawsuit filed against Santa because he... That's right. He committed a hit and run. Well, yeah, because he murdered, almost murdered an elderly woman. Um, yeah. What was Not only that, but then he took her away to the North Pole for a year, and everyone thought she was dead. Dude, it's been a while since I've seen that, but holy shit, that is a buck wild Christmas special. Now, since we're we're, we're just discussing uh, discussing holiday specials, let's discuss Ernest Saves Christmas because holy My shit, boy. I have been at. I have been at one of the filming locations for Ernest Scared or for Ernest Saves Christmas. Because apparently where, where did they film? The intro is filmed at the Orlando Orlando International Airport. <laughs> and so oh, man. let's see. Um God, this is a very lengthy lengthy summary, but I, I'd like to get into it. A man who claims to be Santa Claus arrives at the Orlando International Airport. Ernest P. Worrell, that gorgeous man he is, is working as a taxi driver. He takes a passenger to the airport, but speeds and the passenger falls out of the taxi. That's just a... <laughs> I love when, like, a wiki summary puts in just a sight gag as if it's an important plot point. I don't know. In an Ernest movie, that is definitely an important plot point. <laughs> Ernest picks up Santa, who tells Ernest that he's on his way to inform a local celebrity named Joe Carruthers that he has been chosen to be the new Santa Claus. Wait, what the fuck? Hold on. Wait, is that how, is that, how that happens? Uh, Wait, so in a world where you don't accidentally kill Santa Claus, 
by dropping him off your roof, does the old Santa just like pop off and say, you're the new Santa now? He's just like, what up, man? You're Santa now. I'm done, bro. I thought you have to do this till you die. Fuck that. I ain't dying. Alright, let's see. Carruthers hosts a children's program named Uncle Joey's Treehouse in the Orlando area, similar to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, with emphasis on manners and integrity, with the catchphrase, they never get old, they always stay new. Those three little words, please and thank you. Now, those never, they never get old, they always stay new, does also sound like a very pedophilic retelling of, that's what I like about these high school girls, I get older, they stay the same age. Which, um, if it gets to a twist in this movie where Uncle Joey's a fucking pedophile, I'm gonna be surprised with the Ernest series. Um, while well, they... that's when they got that re- that edge to Ernest, <laughs> and that's when people really fell that, off. That edgy Ernest. While they are driving, a runaway teenage girl named Noelle, more than uh, appropriately, um, actually, uh, that's the name of the actress is Noelle, who says she is named Harmony Star. What the fuck? Harmony Star? joins Ernest and Santa in the cab. When they get to their destination, Santa possesses no legal currency. So so in his giving Christmas spirit, Ernest lets him ride for free. The decision gets Ernest fired from his job. Well, that's just kind of fucking... That's (laughs) pretty shitty right there, taxi company. Yeah, dude, it was Santa. This is this is a recurring plot point in Ernest movies that he gets fired a lot. Yeah. Back at the uh, taxi garage, so I guess he's returning the car as he was fired, Ernest discovers that Santa left his sack behind in the cab, and Ernest begins a quest to find the old man and return it to him. Santa arrives at the Orlando Children's Museum to talk to Joe, but is rudely interrupted and rebuffed by Joe's rude agent, Marty Brock. Marty misunderstands Santa's name, thinking he said Mr. Santos. Oh, God. <clears throat> and he's very racist. Oh, no. no. And continues to call him by that name even when Santa tries to correct him. Santa begins to worry as he then discovers that he's lost his sack. Oh, man. Well, once you're over once you're <laughs> over mean, 50, that, Santa. It, it, you just don't know where it goes. And he becomes more discouraged as he realizes he is getting forgetful in his old age. He's 151 years old. That's Santa 151. Santa tries to explain think, his... Think about how many fucking Santas have there been? When was the original Saint Nick a dude? Like, um, he supposedly delivered some gifts to Jesus <laughs> in the manger after he was saved by that donkey. I call bull- okay, fuck you. Um, <laughs> but we could math that out, but also this is a dumb podcast. Uh, Santa tries to explain <laughs> his predicament, but Joe does not believe him, and Marty has Santa arrested. Well, I mean, with good purpose. Could you imagine some crazy fat man in a beard just pimping mm. up to you and be like, you're the new Santa Claus, but I don't have my sack. <laughs> Give me a minute. Although- so wait, if you're Santa and you don't have your sack in this universe, do you not have any magic? I assume, I guess not, yeah. He's just like, fuck it, my, my, my stuff's in my sack. Meanwhile, <laughs> Ernest goes over to Vern's house, fuck yeah, Vern, hey, Vern, to put up a Christmas tree, much to Vern's distress. Uh, they only see Vern's face and only his point of view. Awesome. Ernest poses... Yeah, I think. Well, the thing about Vern, I'm sorry to go on this tangent, but like yeah. Vern has always been the camera. Oh, Even yeah. in, like, the old, the original Ernest stuff, Vern has always been the camera because Vern in itself is just, like, the way that, um... We are, we're that all Jim Vern. Varney, Ernest, yeah, Vern, it's just a shortening of everyone. Oh, oh, right, wait, really? Here, yeah. Oh, my God, that's so cool! 
Uh, Ernest <laughs> poses as Aster Clement, an employee of the governor, gov governor, and Harmony as the governor's niece, Mindy. And the two help Santa escape from jail by convincing the police chief that Santa, believing that he is Santa Claus, in, is, is infectious insanity and he must be taken to an insane asylum. Now, that's not a good plan, but all right. Santa no, this is like this is getting into some like miracle on 34th Street shit here. Santa later explains to Ernest and Harmony that he was handed down the job of Santa from a German chap. Oh shit, that's probably uh OG uh. Santa and has enjoyed it ever since but also explains that as time passes the magic grows weaker like a battery running out of energy. The only way to recharge it back to full strength is to pass it on to someone else, which is why he must find Joe and make him the new Santa Claus and he must do it by 7 p.m. or all hope is lost because you know you have to have a timeline in a film like this. Ernest Disguise. Oh, you know what? Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas is the is the German Santa. Oh, it must okay. have been Sinterklaas. Okay. Ernest disguises himself as an Apopka snake rancher. Fucking why not? Who sneaks Santa into <laughs> a movie stu sneaks Santa into a movie studio and speaks to a security guard about the s delivering snakes to people who direct horror films. Wait, what? <laughs> what? I, I, what? Is this a? Is this foreshadowing for the uh, Ernest Scared Stupid movie? Oh, he was the snake rancher. That's right. Okay. I was like, where the fucking oh. snakes come from? Uh, m meanwhile, Marty presses Joe to quit his job, shave his beard, and instead land a part in a horror film called Santa's Sleigh, a movie about an alien which terrorizes a bunch of children on qu Christmas Eve, which offends Santa so deeply, he punches the director in the eye. Fuck yeah, Santa. Yeah. Although... You do know that there is a movie called Santa's Sleigh starring one Bill, Bill Goldberg, Goldberg as Santa. I think this came out before Santa's Sleigh, though. So, uh, Santa, Santa tracks. Sle oh, yeah. Yeah, Santa tracks down Joe at his home. He explains about passing the position of Santa over to him because if not, the magic will die. Santa also explains that from. That from Orlando, Joe must leave to deliver the presents by 7 p.m. If he leaves any later, he'll run into daylight before he finishes. Joe finally tells Santa, thanks, but no thanks. Fuck you, Joe. Later on, however, Joe is overcome Damn. by conscience when the director of the movie wants him to use foul language, which he refuses to say in front of the kids on set. But the director's already saying it. The director's like, say fuck. I'm not going to expose these children to the word fuck. Those children. What did you just then say? Those kids are like, it's all right. My dad says it all the time. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Ernest and Harmony, whose real name is later revealed by Santa to be Pamela Trenton, I don't know why. Uh, discover the magic power of Santa's sack. Oh, no. Immediately, Pamela starts to abuse it. <laughs> what? Oh, no. She steals the sack and attempts to run away again. On Christmas Eve, however, her conscience prevails, and she rushes back to find Ernest and Santa and return the sack. Ernest meets up with Santa's helpers at the airport, and they retrieve the reindeer and sleigh from the holding dock. Because they're short on time, Ernest decides to fly the sleigh to the children's museum, much to the helper's objection. Having trouble controlling it at first, the reindeer and the sleigh fly all over the sky. While at the meeting, Joe looks out the window and sees the reindeer and sleigh flying, and it convinces him that everything Santa told him is real and knows what he has to do. Joe turns down the acting job. Fuck you! <laughs> And leaves to find Santa. Eventually, yeah. Joe hunts. Be... <laughs> Eventually, well, Joe. I'm gonna hunts... be honest though. Like, there's there's no better gig for an actor than just being fucking Santa. Yeah. 
Eventually, Joe hunts down Santa with a revolver, no, uh, on Christmas Eve at 6.57 at the Children's <laughs> Museum and tells him that he wants the job. Santa very pleasedly extends his hand to Joe, and Joe takes Santa's hand, accepting the job. He is in- instantly transformed into new Santa, and Joe uses his magic to make it snow in Orlando. Fucking, for once. <laughs> Ernest and the helpers arrive at the Children's Museum at 6.58. Pamela has called her mother and has decided to come home. Oh, I forgot she was an escapee. The yeah. new Santa... Yeah? So, when it snows in Orlando, is that the whole premise for the Disney water park that's based on snow? Blizzard Beach? Is that the- oh, that's what that's what ca- this came from. <laughs> Blizzard Beach. Uh, the new Santa decides <laughs> to have P- Pamela be a special helper and then take her home. Man, that's not a good sentence to read. Mm. Spe- the man the man who earlier said they never get old and they always stay new. Come here, little girl. Jesus. Be my special helper. No. And then take her home and oh. allows Ernest to be the driver for one night. The old Santa resumes his old identity, Seth Applegate. Fun fact, what? Seth Applegate's 151 years old. I don't think he's got many more years conking around on Earth. And what? he's oh. And he spends Christmas Eve with an elderly woman named Mary Morrissey who works at the Children's Museum. The new Santa takes off at exactly 7 p.m. to deliver the gifts. For the first year, however, Ernest gets to drive the sleigh. (laughs) You know, Ernest... The Ernest films are on par with the Medea films in that there's just like... It's like... The movie is based around them. It's called Ernest. But when you read the plot, there's not much Ernest in there, is there? Oh, yeah, no. The shit about the Ernest films is always like, Ernest is always kind of in the background doing crazy, stupid shit. Yeah. And, like, most of the movie does feature Ernest doing that stuff. But the main plot is never really about Ernest. It's like, uh, I watched one of the Medea movies. I can't remember. It was Medea Goes to Jail. Fun fact. 25% of that movie, Medea having some wacky fun and going to jail. The other 75% is a dark film about a prostitute going to jail and interacting with Medea. It's pretty (laughs) fucking dark, my dude. That's how, yeah, that's how most of those stories are like, though. Like, yeah. the, the, the main, the character that you, they want you to think is the main character is just, like, nothing but current, like, constant comedy relief. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, think we, I think we've had a good Christmas this year. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to help give a lot of wonderful kids a good Christmas this year, then head on over to bit.ly slash bsvscancer, that's bs versus cancer, and donate to our Extra Life campaign. We're up to $180, but we want to go blow that out of the water. We want to get to thousands, millions of dollars, all donated to the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen. But we do need your help. Just donate over there, and we do have some perks over there for you. For just one dollar, you're gonna ha- we're gonna have this huge shout out video. We're gonna include everybody in it. If you donate five dollars or more, you're gonna receive a BS Christmas card that I designed myself. I actually designed it on a stream earlier this month, so you can go back and even watch me design the card. Uh, if you donate fifteen dollars or more, however, you get the shout out, you get the Christmas card, and you get the brand new book starring me and Blake Tanner, known as BS 
versus the gods. It is an epic novel of epic p- proportion as me and Blake Tanner take on some Grecian gods in an epic battle to the death. And uh, it's it's a lot sillier than it sounds. I think at one point we have to fight somebody in a drinking contest, and I think Blake wins. Uh, and then, of course, if you donate $30, we have an amazing exclusive BS, uh, load of BS shirt. Uh, you would get that, you would get the novel, you would get the Christmas card, you'd get the shout-out, you get everything for only $30 over at bit.ly slash bsvscancer. We need all the help we can get this holiday season, ladies and gentlemen, and we'd love for you guys to donate to us. So, Blake, it's time. I had, uh, it's... I had to go warm my feetsies by the fire. <laughs> it's time for a fucking battle, because I've been holding this back, my new axe. My new battle axe this whole time because I have a new, because of course, you know, uh, for those of you who watch us on Twitch or of course, check out the BS rev up, you guys know that Blake Tanner has been learning a new instrument in the form of the harmonica, but I have my own new instrument and let's just. Yes, I'm gonna learn everything. I like how you're still talking with the mouthpiece in. Yeah, it's all right. It's like smoking a cigar and talking at the same time. It's being edgy. Okay, hold on. What so tr- I would just what what's up? Well, I would just like to say that earlier this week you said, "Why don't you prepare three songs and I'll prepare three songs and we can play <laughs> a little bit of them and guess." Which I forgot about until 30 minutes before we started recording. Okay. So I have no songs prepared. This is going to be the shittiest battle of the bands of all time. It's me over here giggling like an idiot while I try to play something that requires breath. And then you over there just kind of jamming. Let's see. Um... I mean, I'll start. I learned one, but I've already forgotten it, I think. Let me see. Is it? Scotty, you need to vape through it. Salty Frank says vape oh, through shit! it. Oh, shit! I didn't think about that. Vape, vape through, through it. it. Okay, hold on. And then, of course, I have, like, the perfect song to vape through this thing with. Hold on, let me... Oh, God damn. <laughs> Fun fact, the vape does nothing. <laughs> it just made it harder for me to breathe. Yep. I was just like, oh, God, I'm going to die today. You got a jam? Uh, I guess uh, you want me to play my one. And, I mean, like, I just played. The... I I've already played like two out of my malt, like few. Like I don't have that many. Okay. Here we go. All right, let's hear the tunes of Blake Tanner. <clears throat> okay, I'm feeling it. 
Mm. Have you played this one before? Because I think uh, I know what it is. I've not. Oh shit! But I'm I'm having trouble with the timing because I've had a little bit to drink. And <laughs> is the third All Star? It better be all. I'll look up how to play All Star. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's just us trying to play shit. <clears throat> Are you sure you haven't played? Because I think I've heard you play this before. Because I think it's Hey Jude. Is it's it not? not hey, it's um, not. Um, I want you to think. Okay, so in the context of this, it's sung by royalty. It's. Oh my god. I mean, I'm going off of your hint, because if it's You'll Be Back from Hamilton, it does not mm -hmm. sound... Like, the timing is very weird on that one. It's not. I had it very much better earlier tonight. Hold on. Oh, my God! <laughs> any, any time I can get... Because, like, the problem is, like, a normal, I, I assume harmonica tabs may be closer to, like, guitar tabs where you can just read them across. I can't do that with piano tabs, so I have to just, like, watch the video and get it as it goes. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here like, all right, hold on. Wait, hold on. And then mm -hmm. I have to get to the next part. I'm at least going to get to... About, um... I'm at least going to get to the world has got to roll me part. Yep. <laughs> Salty the, Frank the hardest been a, thing I think. Salty Frank's happy. He just goes, oh, good. Yes. Uh, the thing about the harmonica is that the um, the holes are so tiny that, like, if you mess up, like, if you're off by even a little bit, you play the wrong note. Yeah. And it's so hard to, like... That's why I felt like I did have a bit of an edge that I was like, I'm willing to give myself the handicap of getting the instrument on the same day I have to do this. Well, let's see. Wait, hold on. No. Okay, I've got through that. I'm fine with that. Okay, hmm. fuck it. We're going... We're doing it live! We're doing it live, baby. Uh. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see if I got this. <laughs> oh man, you can't. <laughs> the th I wish I could do it, but you can't do um you can't do the Rugrats thing very well on like a C harmonica. Oh okay, yeah, that's what I I just pulled it up. shocked at how easy the Rugrats theme was, though. It's on par with Jurassic... Like, the Jurassic Park theme was also very easy to learn. Like, quickly to pick up. It's, yeah, it is... Um, it is very easy from what I remember. It's just... Wait, hold on. Mm. 
To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. I mean, if I if I could find Piano Man really quickly, <laughs> we could just like duel it. Yeah. Oh yes. Apple pie. This isn't bad. This is art that we're making. This is a sick jam sesh between bros. Oh, what? Uh, Salty Frank, this is called a melodica. If you just look it up, it's literally like 20 bucks on Amazon. <laughs> and like, it, it solves the one problem I have with a piano, which is that I'm bad with both. Like, I can't make both hands to do different things. So all I have to do is like one hand this. And so I'm like, I can handle that. Okay, so... Blake Tanner, it's been an episode. What? Oh, God damn, are we done? Thank you fucking Jesus. What did you learn this week? Oh, God. I've learned... Oh, fuck. We did a lot in this episode, but I learned that... <sighs> I learned that Ernest movies aren't really about Ernest, and that the only person you can really sue for a good amount of money is Santa Claus. Oh, God. And that we never need to do a music segment again. And I learned that... <laughs> I did want to learn how to do dueling banjos. Oh, my God. Do you want to do that real quick? I think here's what... How about this? This week, I learned... This week, I learned that Chad is always fun to have around, as always. Uh, Blake Tanner, where can they find you on the internet? And I think we're going to end the show with a duet on the Jurassic Park Please. thing. Yeah. All right. You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. That's Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. Uh, I help uh, them do stuff. They have some pretty fun videos. Watch what Josh and BJ has to do if you like anything that we do. Yeah, they are... They are the kings of that channel as of right now, but it's okay, because we are the kings of this channel. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, ladies and gentlemen. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my books on Amazon. Just look up Scotty Moore. I've got Queasel Corp, Queasel Corp Risen, and soon to have BS versus the Gods up there for you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, make sure make sure to check out this show and all the other amazing BS Network products online at a load of pureBS.com. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube to like, comment, subscribe, do all that. If you're listening on Stitcher or iTunes, do the exact same over there. And then, of course, this Christmas giving season, make sure to give back over at bit.ly slash bsvscancer. Ladies and gentlemen, every single little bit helps this giving season. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of pure bs.com. You can buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and remember you can find both of us on Twitter at a load of pure bs, except no substitutes. Blake, are you ready to play us out? Alright. Th Indeed. Th and in three, two...
That was fucking garbage. <laughs> yep. Bye.